Hello, my friend, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. This is Paul, and it's the 30th day of October, the final Sunday of the month on this particular Sunday. This is our monthly meeting day in Flowery Branch, Georgia. We meet on Sunday afternoon, the, the Sunday accompanying the fourth Friday, and so we have our monthly meetings in Chapin and, and the branch today, or Chapin on Friday and the branch today, and if you are in the area, come join us at 4 Eastern time. We, of course, record these encounters and we air them for you. Speaking of those encounters recorded, our sermon from Poplar Bluff, Missouri is up today called Two Truths. Check it out. I told you all about it yesterday, but you can go access it wherever you're listening to this podcast or on video. I want to conclude today, if I can, this line from the creed as we've been working through the Apostles' Creed, he shall come again to judge the living and the dead. It kind of depends on the version of the creed that you read. Some say he shall come to judge the living and the dead. There's no he shall come again. It's just from thence or from there, which is seated at the right hand of the Father, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Let me deal with he will come in a moment. I want to get back to the marriage of justice and love that we talked about yesterday. We tend to think of justice as the punishment of wrongdoing. Most people say things along the lines of, Um, we need justice, and they mean things aren't going our way, somebody wronged us, we want things, we want it, uh, the people that did it to be wrong, uh, brought to, we call it brought to justice, and so it's like if someone robs or kills, then we want them brought to trial, or we want them to be, to receive the death penalty, we want them to really, quote unquote, and this really, as far as I know, sums up justice in our terms, better than anything I can come up with. We want people to, quote unquote, get what's coming. And that we consider to be justice. We we also, though we don't think of it quite as much this way, we also think that justice is when people are celebrated when they should be. So if they work hard, then they either get a raise or they get acknowledged um, or, you know, people come to an agreement on terminology or on terms, that's justice. So we sort of see it as either the punishment of what is bad or the reward of what is good. But in a very classic sense, justice is everything in its proper place. And, and to help with this, consider the relationship between the English word justice and the word adjust, which has its root in the same word. We adjust things to make them proper, to, to, which is a sort of justice. I'm using that as sort of an illustrative way of getting us to understand justice at its core. It's bringing that which is out of bounds into bounds. And so it's why we say if someone murders or steals or whatever, they need brought to justice. We need them reined in. We need them to get what's coming to them. We need restitution it to be made right. So justice then is not only that the law is obeyed, that people do right. Justice is making sure that the law itself is right, that it doesn't. So if we were to say, what what would God's justice be in this situation? We have to think beyond he would would make sure that the, the bad guy gets punished and the good guy gets rewarded. That's justice through our lens. But justice through the lens of God is to make things right. Amos chapter 5 verse 24 is my text for today. Let justice run down like water 
and righteousness like a mighty stream. This actually comes at the end of a passage in which God tells the people of Israel that he despises their feast days. He gets nothing out of their sacred assemblies. He doesn't want their burnt offerings or their peace offerings. He is tired of the noise of their songs and their instrumentation. What he really wants is justice. And so it's juxtaposed against all of the things we consider good, and yet there was no justice. And so good and worship and sacrifice are not necessarily justice. Justice incorporates so much more, which is why I say there's a marriage between justice and love. It's not on the other hand, oh, God is just, but on the other hand, God is loving. No. If we're going to see things put into their proper place, it happens through the vehicle of love. Consider for a moment that you love your children. You love your son or your daughter, and it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter what they do. You love them anyhow. However, and let's, let's, let's make them young for a moment so the illustration makes even more sense. When they're little, you love them, but you don't accept just any type of behavior out of them. You don't stop loving them in the midst of their behavior, but your love doesn't completely overlook their behavior. And you as a parent have a little work to do when you discipline your children for their actions to make sure that the discipline is for their good and not for your own pride, not for your own lack of embarrassment, but rather for a sense of true justice. In other words, I I love my kids, but I didn't always just accept anything they did, though I accepted them. But my love for them worked a sense of justice to try and put them in the place that they should be so that they are more valuable to themselves, to their future spouse, to the world around them. It had nothing to do with their love. It had everything to do with their positioning. I think justice in the hands of God are the same way. This is why we don't have to see the difference between an old covenant God and a new covenant God. We don't have to say, well, in one he's just and in the other he's loving. No, he's always just and he's always loving. And I want you to notice that the one who does judge the living and the dead is Jesus, the same one who we oftentimes say is a picture of the loving God instead of the just God. Well, then that means... If and I think we're wrong by that, by the way. The Old Testament's not the judge, judging God and the New Testament's the loving God. But rather, the justice of God is wrapped up in the love exemplified by Jesus. Now, I thought I could do it all today, and I can't, so we're not going to try. What we are going to do is tomorrow, we're going to air for you the third of three little essays that we've been putting up. This They started in August. Part two is in September. And now October will be the third of three on the illusion of separation. So if you need a refresher course, go back and listen to the final podcast of August and the final podcast of September. And then tomorrow is part three. And then on Tuesday, the first day of November, we're going to go back into this line from the creed. He shall come to judge the living and the dead because I want to talk about he shall come. And what are the implications of that statement? And and, and then that'll lead us up into, I believe, in the Holy Spirit, which is coming very soon. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.